Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whew. It's one of those days, Funky Phil. It is. Man, dude, record, record for how late I am today. It's a record. It was a record. This is the first time Phil almost walked out on the Drum Brigade podcast because I was so dang late. Dude, but I do have an excuse. An hour, 40 minutes. Bro, it's, it's, it is my fault. <laughs> I don't want to say it's not my fault, but it is my fault. Let's what get in, happened? Let's get into it after I, after, like when we get into it, okay? Because okay. I have a lot to talk about, and once I get this ball rolling, it ain't going to stop. Um, I have many a soapbox today uh, and all kinds of things. We do have a great show, but guess what? It is only Funky Phil and I. Yeah. No guests today. Unfortunately. <coughs> oh, yeah. Still coughing. Uh, unfortunately, our guest was scheduled, but he's coming straight off of a tour. Like, today is the la- like the travel day for his tour. Mm. So um, He's on an airplane. Yeah. So our girl that scheduled... Um, our coordinator scheduled him for today thinking, yeah, the tour is over. But he's like, no, actually, I'm coming home today. So I'm free after today, but not today. Today is a travel day. So it's just Funky Phil and I. We had a cancellation. We tried to get a couple other dudes in here um, or on the phone, and it's just not going to work out today. But that's all right because I've been kind of needing a day just me and you, Funky Phil. Um, it's pretty nice every once in a while. Yeah. We, we, we need to like talk about that. We need to do that like maybe once a month or once every other month. But because um, I always feel like we end the show with I still got a lot more to say, you know, and I built this platform and this show for drummers who have something to say. Yeah. And I got a lot to say. So <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we got a good show for you. It's just Funky Phil and I. We're going to be rapping about all kinds of things. Hopefully some plans for next year. Uh, hopefully our plan for Nam show and all kinds of other jazz. So, um, <coughs> this is <coughs> God, <coughs> Phil, five weeks or six, five, five weeks. Did you go back to the doctor? No. Go back to the doctor. Five weeks of constant coughing every night, keeping my wife up, taking medicine. It's just, it, nothing's working, dude. I just have basically ad- accepted the fact that I'm a chronic cougher. No. Chronic cougher. Go back to the doctor. I got the iron lung or whatever they call that. No, wait. Black I got lung? the black lung. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So this is Drum Brigade Podcast. This is episode 65. Um, you can get this podcast on all the platforms that you get your podcast from, or at least most of them. That being iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn. You know what? Actually, we don't post on SoundCloud anymore. SoundCloud's a joke. We're not rappers. We don't have to be like, check out my SoundCloud. SoundCloud's stupid. You can't. You can only post one episode at a time. I have to upload it every every week. So just listen to it on other platforms, or just go to drumbrigade.com. Uh, beside, okay, sorry. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, not SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Tune in, Overcast, Radio Public. But if you can't listen to any of those, just go to drumbrigade.com. <coughs> yeah uh patreon all that jazz go check that out coreykingston.com funkyphil.com no philpardell.com p-a-r-d-l-l.com <laughs> we we should just buy the 
Oh, there already you said there already is a uh, somebody who has that domain, right? Funky Phil. Yeah, we should buy that anyways because people are gonna try to like look you up by Funky Phil. That's true. I have it in my little Instagram bio. That's good, but um, all right. So, anyways, you know the drill. Drum Brigade. It's it is what it is. <laughs> it's just the Drum Brigade. We have a lot of things going on here, and um, you know, if you want to check it out, just go to our website or follow me and Funky Phil, and uh, you'll see what we do. It, it consists of a podcast, drum lessons, drum community stuff, um, vlogs, education stuff. As I mentioned, we have some a few um, products, T-shirts, drumsticks, stickers, and all that stuff. All right, guys. Uh, Funky Phil, are you part of the brigade? I know I am. Doy. Let's get into it. Episode 65, buddy. Yeah. That's a milestone. <coughs> mm. um, this has been a crazy morning, Phil. So nothing bad has happened. Nothing crazy has happened. I just have like... I'm... I'm, this is supposed to be the slow season for us, right? Mm-hmm. I am swamped this week. Yeah. Swamped. Last week you did Eddie V's all week, right? All week. All week. Yeah, that's why I, so that's I got cool. my, my drums set up in the studio right now. I saw um, that. They're just lo- so glorious. If you want to see my drums. It took a drums, lot of self-control to not just go beat dude, those. I'm telling you, every time, I'm right now, I'm fighting it. I set up my full kit. I think that might be the first time I set my full kit up. Like all the toms, all the symbols. I know you're like Neil Peart. 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 Is it <laughs> it's Peart not that monster Peart? of a kit. It's not that big. It's just a six piece. Look at all those toms. It's four toms. You have the same setup, Phil. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of symbols, though. I never use that many symbols. I use three symbols you and two the trash toms. Talk up there. And I got a spare snare. Yeah, that's dope. That's that thing sounds. So good, Phil. You got one of those butter cakes. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The meat pad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Revolution butter cake that they're licensing to um, Big Fat Snare Drum. Butter cake. Yeah, it's a suede like. Just think of Big Fat Snare Drum, but all uh, like a piece of suede, and it just goes on your snare. It looks dope, and it sounds it makes your snare super quiet but it sounds so buttery and good um so yeah i i played tuesday went tuesday wednesday had two days off thank goodness saturday sunday i'm playing today tomorrow i'm playing every day this week friday nice. monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday That's a every busy single week. day don't have a day off um so that's happening Two, uh, I was talking about camera stuff last week. And first of all, I'm not a photographer, Phil. I am not a photographer. I'm a drummer. And even that I struggle with. Okay. I'm a podcaster. And even that I struggle with, uh, I do vlogs. I mention at every show that I do a, a vlog called a day in a life of a drummer. Um, you know, I've been doing like a lot of research on vloggers over the past couple of weeks, watching a lot of vloggers and 
my vlogs are good content wise, like, Oh, what they're about. I think they're cool, but it could be better, right? There's always room for improvement, Phil. So I'm trying to step up my game as a vlogger and have like quality artwork, like quality video, quality audio, quality B-roll. Yeah. Not shaky videos. All my videos are ridiculously shaky. It's so ridiculous. Uh, anywho, so I went and got a camera. You did? Yeah. I've been, I see it over there on I've the been couch. freaking out about getting a camera. Like it's all I've been thinking about since for the past couple weeks. So, okay. So check it out, dude. Last week. Oh, that is. <clears throat> came with a dope lens. I'm holding it in my hands now. Got a, got it a, is heavy. Got a road mic. Got one of those bendy tripods. Um, I mean, I went ahead and did it. I spent some money and did it right. How much was this? Oh man. That whole setup. Yeah. About 1500. Woo. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let me explain guys. Let me explain. Last week I have a buddy. I share, he, he also uses the beat locker. Okay. Wait, hold on, Phil. Pull that out. Pull that up. I'm pulling a screen out of the pull back of the screen thing now. Pull the screen up and yeah. then pull it like out and then up again. And now you are in like, and it goes all the way up. Hold on. I don't get it. The yeah. screen's not like, facing Look at it. Look at it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. See, like that. Oh. Then you're in selfie mode. Oh, that's for... A, what? That that's is, for vloggers. But, all right. That's crazy. So this thing has... You know how on the back of a camera, there's usually a screen so you can see the image? Yeah. Um, that screen basically pulls off and has hinges so that you can flip it over to the top of the camera back at like uh, at you if you were in front of it. Yeah. So you can get selfie images. Right. So that's said. the whole reason why I got this camera because that's over other cameras because it's a mirrorless camera, so it's really small, but it has a screen that flips up so you can see yourself. Now, I have a shotgun mic on the top. That is blocking that view, but I'm, I haven't ordered it yet, but I have to order an adapter on Amazon that moves your shotgun mic to the side and wow. then you can see yourself. So this is a Sony, it was that a 6,400, a 6,400 for all you with a 16, people out there. 16 millimeter to 180 millimeter, uh, lens. And you got a road video microphone. Yeah. Is this a That's, shotgun or just a... I think it's just a... Um, condenser? I think it's a condenser. It's like... I mean, it, um, sorry, cardioid? I, th- I don't know what that is. I just... I, I got like kind of one of the cheaper ones, but that's the ones that like a lot of vloggers use. Nice. And then I got the Gorillapod 3K to hold this thing, and that's pretty sharp. It's not 4K? No, this video is 4K. I mean, the... the <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, it is... Sweet. So here's what happened. All right. Last week was like, I've been dying to do some product reviews. I've been wanting to do them right. Every time we do product reviews, they don't come out right. <coughs> Every time. Did you use that on the, no, okay. no. Um, I didn't have that yet. So I'm like, look, we got the beat locker. We got a guy here that a guy that uses the beat locker as well. He does documentaries um, a buddy of mine, he plays in Tigros. He plays guitar. That's my band. Um, so I'm like, yo, I need some help, man. I need you to help me out. Like I need to figure out how to do this right. 
So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna about I'm about to get um a GoPro 360 camera. He's like, why would you get that? Well, dude, I do a lot of vlogs and I do a lot of this and I do a lot of that and I need a simple camera. And he's like, that's not the camera you should have. I mean, you should at least have a decent camera in your arsenal, not like all GoPros. So the, if I got this GoPro, this would be my fourth GoPro that I have. That's a lot of GoPros. Yeah. And that's so, one for each Tom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> y- you don't need that many GoPros. One of them is like the first or second generation, so I never really use that one. And then the one I always do all my vlogs on is the uh, Hero Sessions. I think that's like Hero 5. So that one doesn't record in 4K, and it is not stabilized. So that was like the hot camera for a little while, and it was so, it's so great. If that camera stabilized itself, that would be my camera to use because it's so teeny tiny and so easy. It, I just throw it in my pocket. It's durable. I filmed like almost all of my, my vlogs on that. That one that you're holding, Phil, is the uh, Hero 3. And that one, I, I don't think that one does 4K either. That one was a really good camera. That was my camera for a long time because... So that one was the hot one because you can link that, the Wi-Fi to your phone, and then you can see the images. It doesn't have a screen. Uh, but that one, the, the, Hero, the Hero Sessions was the best one. That one was really teeny tiny, and I, I have that one. I still use it all the time. So that one we'll still use for, like, drum videos and stuff. And then this Hero 3 is, like, my backup. Um, I want the GoPro Max right now. It's a 360 camera. It's great for vlogging. There's five mics built into it. It's very simple. My buddy was like, don't get that. Or just maybe get it later, but get a real camera. Get a real camera. And I'm like, oh, man, I know, but if I can get away with it, I'm not that serious about photography. I'm not shooting weddings, you know? He's like, look, dude. He always calls everybody homeboy. He's like, homeboy, <laughs> look at this vlogger. Look at what he's using. Look at that vlogger. Look at what he's using. If you want to be a real vlogger for your industry, for the drum industry, you got to get the right equipment. I'm like, dang it, you're right. I, how do we not have... Dude, I have six cameras i i just mentioned the three gopros five cameras mm. and i have the zoom q8 i have another point and shoot that's just a joke it shoots in 720 or whatever it's garbage i never ever use that but i still have it how do we not have a real camera but we're claiming to try to be we're trying to be like influencers in this in the drum industry now we do well so that had to happen so <laughs> i'm like you're actually right Okay, so what did we do? We came in here. I was going to get a camera, and he's like, no. like He's like, I'll help you shoot this one. So he helped me shoot and edit a product review that is up right now on my YouTube, my personal YouTube, which is also now called Drum Brigade. So the Drum Brigade one is I, – I, I got a lot of work to do, dude. Um, I'm transferring the Drum Brigade over to my personal YouTube, and that is going to be called Drum Brigade now because – the vlog is going to be on there. I'll share a playlist of your stuff, Phil, and it'll just, it'll just be, it'll simplify everything. So I got a lot of work to do on that. Okay. I just got to really, basically I just got to move all of the, um, what do I got to do? I got to move the interviews over to my personal one. And then I have to have a couple clips of the podcast to my personal one <coughs> or segments. But, <coughs> um, podcast is going to go away on youtube altogether those are getting all deleted or they'll just be on the drum brigade podcast or something i'll rename it that but 
I got to figure that out. Um, anyways, we filmed this video about the Aquarian Super Mesh Heads. Did a product review on it. It's kind of done. It's not just a cut and dry product review. You know, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. It's more of like a vlogger style thing. Um, I feel like it came out really well. Like it came I agree. out. It's it came really out good. It was like what I wanted. I felt like there was some stuff that was a little stiff and a little too, like not. It was a little bit not. What am I trying to say? It wasn't like natural enough. Um, so like, like I'm still having trouble talking like a robot when I'm in front of the mic, when I'm on the podcast, this is how I talk when I'm filming a video. I'm like, and here's why I like this. It's like really robotic. And Mm. so he's like, why are you talking like that? I'm like, I don't know, bro. Uh, help me do this video shot it in 4k with the dopest camera he has. Um, got proper lighting, did it all at the beat locker. And then I edited it on a new thing that I'm getting used to using, which is DaVinci. Um, I normally just use iMovie. Whoa. I don't even know what DaVinci is. <laughs> it's like everything else. It's like, it's like it's video editing. Yeah. Cool. But what I like about DaVinci is first of all, it's free. Second of all, you can, um, do all the shortcuts and all the controls for like, um, iMovie or not iMovie, but the other one, um, final cut, final Pro? cut. Yeah. I want to get that. Yeah. So you can have it work the same exact way as final cut pro and it's free though. So, uh, so yeah, I started using that. Didn't know how to use it. Spent the whole day at his house editing video. He color graded it. The only thing I didn't like about the video is the audio quality wasn't very good. It was just from the camera. And he was saying that, that we did, we recorded separate audio on a zoom, um, recorder. Yeah. But he was like, the audio on the camera is pretty good. We should just use that and save us some time. So we did. So on my new camera, it'll be much better because I have that shotgun mic on there. Um, or whatever that mic is called. I have a road mic on it. Mm. Uh, so all, all in all that convinced me I need to get a camera. I need to just spend the money and get a camera. So I did. And I got like all the vlogging tools that I need. I still need to get that adapter. And I feel like I still need to get a GoPro. It has stabilization and it's still a, it's just one little thing on a little pod that you hold. And it's just bam to travel with. It just seems like, like if I travel, I'm going to bring my real camera, but the only thing about this dumb GoPro is it doesn't shoot in 4K. Gosh, man. I thought you didn't care about 4K. I didn't last week until we did it this <laughs> this now this week. I do care about it. Uh, anyways, um, so this morning, so okay, so last night I said I was swamped, right, Phil? This is a long story. I don't know why I'm taking so long telling you this. Uh-oh. Um so last night, played a gig. Took the day off, hung out with my wife, went to the zoo, hung out, left a little early, had, oh no, had dinner with my wife, then left. And I was like, okay, cool. I got like two hours before my gig. I'm going to do this. I went to Best Buy and did it. Right? So the stupid Best Buy is like, oh, I don't have the camera in stock, but you can pick it up in Oceanside. I was in San Marcos. So I'm like, sweet. Go home, change my gear, my clothes, get ready for my gig shoot over to Oceanside, grab the camera, but now I'm going to my gig. So now I have no time. 
So I'm just, there's a box that I'm, my whole, every beat I played, I'm just thinking, dude, there's a camera in my car and I just want to dig in this thing and see what it's about. Mm -hmm. So I get home, I have to clear one of my SD cards. So I'm finished, I finished editing a video, day in a life video from a few weeks ago. That was done, cleared the SD card. And now it's like after midnight and I'm like, I'm too tired. I got to go to BED. So I open the box, take a look inside. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to wake up in the morning. Go to bed, wake up this morning. Oh, first of all, Phil, horrible night's sleep again because I was up coughing my guts up like usual. Dang it. I'm taking medicine right now. It's not helping. It's not the right medicine. Dude, it was. I mean, this medicine puts me to sleep and I don't like that feeling. I don't like waking up and having my whole day feel weird. Hmm. So I have been taking like a baby dose of this medicine just to kind of like make my throat feel a little better and maybe just give me a little bit to go to sleep too. Woke up this morning at 6.30. My alarm goes off at 6.30. My new goal is to wake up at least by 7. I was like, dude, that was a rough night. I was up at 3 in the morning, so I'm going to try to sleep another half an hour. So I did. Oh, no, I was like, let me, let me, let me wake up at eight, woke up at eight. I'm like, I got to wake up at eight, start digging into adjusting this camera and like figuring it out. So I do that, get up at eight, take a shower, get dressed, um, waiting to eat breakfast. Cause I want to film this whole, like, se- like making my breakfast sequence for my vlog today. And I'm watching YouTube videos and trying to adjust all the settings and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know how to use this thing. There's too many buttons and too many things to use. And I need that, <coughs> that little adapter for the mic so I can see myself when I'm trying to shoot a vlog. And it's going to take some getting used to if I'm going to try to do this. Well, time got away from me. And long story short, well, then my wife had the honeydew list. So it was like, can you change the kitty litter? Can you throw out the trash? I'm like, yes, babe. Yes, babe. She's like, why are you being mad? I'm like, cause I'm like so late and I'm preoccupied. I'm working on something right now. And this is not really pressing, but to her it is. So I had to do that. I'm like, oh yeah, this happened to me yesterday. And I was telling her about something and I'm like, dude, Phil is there and he's waiting for me. And we should have started recording a half an hour ago. (laughs) And she's just like, did you call him? And I'm like, yeah, I texted. And she's just like, dude, babe, you can't do that. You better go. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I showed up at the studio and here we are. (laughs) And guess what? I'm filming my whole vlog today on my iPhone because I don't know how to use this thing. I got a dream setup sitting right there and I don't know how to use it. (laughs) So I got to meet up with my dude from Tigros again and be like, yo, can you just set this thing up for vlogs? I don't even care about photography. Like I want to... I'll learn about photography later, but for right now, I need to be able to film a vlog. This is the thing, man. Like I got all day today. I got all day tomorrow. I want to be able to use this thing tomorrow with my dad. And, um, I got, I was sorry. Tomorrow I'm going in the studio with my dad again. And then I got a gig after that. So I got another full day tomorrow. (sighs) I got, I want to shoot a like a real video in here. Just like, um, you know, five things that you should get drummers type of thing, you know, video or like, um, here's what to not get your drummer friend or husband video. Mm -hmm. 
So I want to do that on Wednesday. I just got too much things, Phil. Just a lot of stuff. Gosh dang it. <laughs> so I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about being late, dude. He, Phil, you should have seen the scene. I walk in. Phil's just sitting. No TV on. There's, there's four drum sets in here. He's sitting on the couch just looking like a sad puppy. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, Phil. And he's just looking at the ground. Like, there's so many things to stay. There's so many things to stay, like, occupied in here. And this fool's just looking at the ground, like, sad that I'm not here. And he's like, I'm sorry, dude. Were you almost going to leave? He's like, I almost left, dude. I'm like, dang it, Phil. I'm sorry. So <clears throat> that, was, that was my morning, and that's my excuse. I was just trying to figure out this camera so I could make a dope video today, and it is not going to happen. And you know what? If I had more time in the day, it's a good thing I didn't have I don't have much more time today because I probably would go drop another 500 bucks on a GoPro Max. Mm. So then I got to figure out how to use that thing. Yeah, another stupid, can of worms. Man. So stupid. But I'm still working on it myself. Anyways, Phil, you want to know what I did this what morning? What did you do? You sat here and made coffee and then you sat here some more. I got up, drove my kids to school already more important than what i did and then i baked you a loaf of bread what the x dang you phil i'm yelling yeah dang phil look at you're this. a legend you're a le- you're still legend warm. oh still my warm. gosh this is so if i didn't feel bad already <laughs> if i didn't feel bad already, you guys should smell this oh my gosh homemade sourdough <laughs> bread not only am I an hour and 40 minutes late, but then he comes bearing gifts and he's like, I just wanted to break bread with you. <laughs> I am such a loser. I am such a loser, dude. You're going to, you're going to probably steal that, that clip and make that Nick, that, that a, a drop. I'll me saying I'm a, drop. Hold on. I'm the cool person in this group. All right. Gosh. It's not funny. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Thank you, Phil. You're welcome. Not only I hope you like it. Am I a jerk? But I'm also a jerk. No. <laughs> this this whole sucks. Uh, it's and mostly I didn't bring... for summer. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, we didn't bring you any kombucha. That's okay. I'll, I'll have to bring some next week. Uh, man, what am I going to eat with this? I need avocados. I think I have some. I'm just going to have avocado toast for lunch. Mm-hmm. Dang, that sounds good. Bread, mm. bread, bread. Dang it, man. Uh, just, just a, just a classy guy. I just took my, my, my innocent and very well-behaved children to school (laughs) and and (laughs) I baked you. I just slaved over a bread, a loaf of bread. I got here on time, actually 10 minutes early so that we could start the show abruptly. (laughs) Not abruptly. What's the word? That's a great impression of me. (laughs) So we could start, start the show, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) And then here comes me strolling in. All that I just told you is a lie. I'm hungover. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. I haven't been drinking. My cough is too much. Um, So anyways, Funky Phil, what are we going to, what are we going to, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? Let's get into, I mean, we we haven't gotten into our weeks, but that was my morning. Um, (laughs) So, and then, you know, we've been saying we wanted to have a show of soapboxes, and I have some show so- soapboxes that I haven't been getting to um, because 
we've been we've had lots of great guests and lots of great things but we also need to talk about this show in review you know what i mean like this show is we're reaching the end of 2019 we're mm-hmm. transferring into 2020 we want to do things bigger and better in 2020 um but we have had the best year yet for the drum brigade podcast yes sir yes <laughs> cannot believe the strides we've made this year like Coming from filming the podcast at the old at Studio Five Two Eight, and having having oversized condenser mics as our audio, and hearing air conditioning in the background, and like and lots of Coors Light, lots of Coors Light back when Phil drank. Uh, doing shows like, dude, remember doing shows starting at like twelve midnight or like eleven, and not finishing until like three in the morning. Yeah, that was that was that was crazy. I would never do that now. Yeah, it's a we, whole different vibe. We were kind of like, we were kind of like, yeah, you got to want it. This is how we want it. You know, we're trying to build a podcast. We were doing that for like probably three listeners, <laughs> <laughs> three in the morning, dude. Like just leaving. Like I'm gonna be wrecked tomorrow. Well, we were learning, you know. <laughs> so, man, but dude, that to like. I mean, Daniel Glass, Thomas Lang, Kirky B. Like, I don't even know. I can't even remember. Like, some super crazy, like, high profile. And and then some drummers that aren't, like, super well-known. I mean, not super, like, high profile, but, like, very well-known, you know, for what they do. Um you know, not to not not like I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like that actors. We've had actors, dancers, painters, painters. painters. Uh, we've had some crazy stuff. We've really established what we do on this show. That's the thing I'm most proud of for the Drum Brigade right now. I really love doing my my a day in a life vlog, um, and like product reviews and stuff too. But I I really enjoy teaching. I think that's a really great aspect. But I feel like not knowing anything about podcasting at all when we started this, just having an idea that we wanted to do a podcast and then getting to where we are now where people are like, ask me like what it's about. Like, how do you do it? How do you get podcasts going? And I'm like, well, yeah, man, you got to just kind of, I can help you out, you know, but we just figured it out. We just, you know, I'm not going to like withhold information because I think podcasting is a really great thing, but, um, yeah, I'm really proud that we've gotten to where we are and where we've had some like the guests, especially the guests that we've had on. You guys don't know, like sometimes when we have these guests, I'm nervous, dude. <laughs> Maybe you can hear it in my voice, but like I said, I think I said it last week when we had, when we had Kirky or uh, when we had uh, Thomas Lang, Kirky B was so nice. He was like, so he was an easy interview, but um, I was still nervous. It was like, I feel like these, you know, we've watched these guys play and these guys have had such great accomplishments and they're so accomplished as drummers, which is, you know, the first priority of our show. I feel like a lot of times we're not worthy, you know, like, what am I going to, what am I going to talk to this guy about? Some of our guests coming up, I feel like that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to this guy about, but then it always works out, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're just stinking drummers cavemen yeah cave women if you know how to like cave people like if you're really into running i guess and i don't know that's a bad analogy 
I don't know if you're like, okay. Like if you're a construction worker and you're like, you meet another contractor, it's like, you have, what do you do? Oh, I do this. Oh yeah, I do that. Well, I was on this job one. Day. And then the, con- the, the conversation just moves forward because you have something in common. So it's, it's like, for us, it's weird because there's always that weird underlying competitive spirit that a lot of people have that we hate. But, um, at the end of the day, it's like, once you get past that, we're just cool. Like guys that have something in common. This one time this happened, this one time that happened and we're buddies all of a sudden. (laughs) So, um, what was your favorite? So we've had some crazy stories. We've had some crazy experiences. We've had some crazy moments on the show, some funny moments. Um, what was your favorite? Like, what was your favorite moment of this year of the show? That's a big one to drop I on know. me. I don't know. <laughs> you got to think about it. What stands out first? First, favorite moment. <laughs> like favorite. Okay, who was your favorite guest of this year? <laughs> That's another messed up question, dude. I. What do you want me to say? I liked them all. Well, you can't say that. <laughs> I really liked when so-and-so came on for this. That's it. I mean, it's not like you're going to get graded on this test. It's just a question to keep our fans entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Who was yours? Um, I loved Zach Nager, man. Nager. That was a great, that was a really great one for me. Yeah, that was a hoot. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> that was probably my favorite interview we've ever done. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was cracking up. Yeah. Um, I, that one caught me off guard because didn't expect him to be like that. Like, I don't know him super well, but I know, I I know we know we have tons of mutual friends and, you know, we've crossed paths a bunch of times and, and we've, we've talked to each other and stuff, but I didn't expect him to have, like, I didn't, I didn't like what am I trying to say? First of all, I'm saying like a lot, but because I'm trying to think out, think this yeah, out. Yeah, throw some dopes in there at least. Yeah, I know. Balance it out. <laughs> that episode was like dope because I didn't expect him to have the personality that he had. I always thought he was more like his brother, and I know his brother a little bit more. His brother is like very opinionated like him, but he's like more like lackadaisical, I guess. Um, so I didn't, but but when I started this show, I wanted our interviews to be like that. I wanted honest opinions. I wanted a platform for drummers who have something to say. And he was like personality. He was funny. He was, he had something to say, you know, and he wasn't afraid to say it. And if he ruffles a little feathers, if he cracks a bunch, a couple eggs, that's, that's good material for me because that's how I feel like I am. I voice my opinions and, you know, worry about it later. So, it caught me off guard that he was so just a perfect fit for our format and our show. It was great. But I think, um, I think, yeah, I think that was my favorite guest of this year. Yeah. I think, um, uh, your teacher too, uh, Mark Dicciani. Yeah, it was fun. He was one of my favorites too, just because it was so different for what we do. It was so informative and he was so like well-spoken, um, and it was deep, man. He was talking about some deep stuff. That was a great one. I like that one a lot. That one always stands out to me. And then, of course, like the bigger names, like Thomas Lang, I never expected him to be so cool. You know, not that I, I expect him to be a jerk, but I just felt like I, Thomas Lang was the probably the episode I was the most nervous about. 
I was, I was like waking up in cold sweats, Phil. If I'm being honest, I'm like, my stomach was hurting and I was just like, dude, I'm nervous about doing this. I, you know, this is like, I felt like that episode was a monumental episode in our heads, maybe not in real life, but in our heads, I felt like this is where we transition from being a janky, like local podcast, like local guys just getting together and chatting to becoming a real recognized podcast in the drum industry. I felt like this caliber, like Thomas Lang is probably the most household name we've had on our show. I was like, I feel like this is him and Kirky B were like the two where I was like, I feel like this is where we transition from just two average guys that live in San Diego to like, we have a real podcast. We can put confidence in what we do now. If we, I was like, I I remember that morning I was like kind of not saying out loud, but thinking like self affirmations, you know, like, okay, like if we can pull this off, this is a big milestone. Like if we could pull this off, we're transferring, we're like transitioning into uncharted territory where we're legit. This is going to legitimize what we do. And now we have to have the confidence in it and just use this to propel us, you know? And I feel like it did that. It, it, I don't know if our show changed, but it gave me a little bit more confidence of like, bro, we got this. This is what we do. You know, this is like, we're not shy about it. We have a podcast now. The audio's good. The, the format's good. The guests are good. And if a drummer of that caliber is going to come on and just talk about stuff, then that's good for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now you got to tell yours. Favorite guest, oh, man. favorite guest of the of the show. Know. I really had fun on the Zach on Zach's Zach one. That was good. a lot of fun. You're laughing like all at. the all the same ones you said. I really I, I thought it was really cool getting um, Kurt Piscara's perspective. Yeah, being like someone so, you know, he's been in the industry for so long. Yeah, and he's been like at the top of the field. Yeah, it was really cool talking to him, and he's so humble and cool. And um, yeah. You know, said a lot of he dropped a lot of wisdom that was really resonated <coughs> with me at least. Yeah. Um, was Stan did we have Stan on this season? Yeah. Stan the yeah, he was great. Stan was that cool. That was super cool. Stan was uh yeah, that was that was one of my favorites too. He, that was another one where like you know, I don't know if people know how I how I met Stan. We haven't met in person, but um I just randomly stumbled across his Instagram and he was like, he posted a picture of him doing a warm up on a practice pad. And he's like, I'm listening to the drum brigade podcast. And I was like, dang, that's really cool. Somebody posted that they're listening to our show that helps us out. And then I went on his page and I was like, Oh, <gasps> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he's famous. I'm like, and he's like an incredible drummer. And so, and then I saw like, he's done every podcast you know, that's out there. And so I, then I got my, my insecurities came out. Like, why would he ever do our podcast? You know? And so I just reached out and I was like, yo man, thank you so much for posting this. You don't realize how much this helps. You ever want to come on, let me know. And ever since then, it's like, we text, we, we instant message like all the time. That's awesome. And yeah, like, this was really inspiring. Yeah. I feel like it made me feel like a bum. I feel like I'm really busy, but then when I heard about his day, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for him, it's like, we talk like he taught. Okay. Like, um, Stan became one of our favorite dudes for this show. Like just like 
even though he's like on the other side of the world, I feel like we're like homies, you know, like we're like, I don't know. I just, I, I really admire how he does his, he goes about his business and his day and his practice ethic, his work, work ethic. Mm-hmm. But then he's still very cool. And it's not like he doesn't use that in a, it sounds really mean, but he doesn't use it in like a, I'm better than you because I go harder. It's like, it's encouraging. That's what I mean. That's what I mean to say. It's encouraging to, for, it makes you feel like, man, I need to do that, you know? Yeah. So it's inspiring for us in the show and all that stuff. And when he came on, it was just like, man, this dude, this dude's on another level, you know, like with uh, commitment and being serious about what he does, which makes me want to be like, I need to do that. I need to wake up early. I need mm-hmm. to like devote time to doing this the right way, you know? So <clears throat> I felt the same way about Thomas Lang too. Just yeah, that one, committed and like yeah. serious about it. He had the probably the biggest uh, surprise laugh from his the Vijay tattoo. So story. that was my that next was question. Like, oh my gosh! My next question was: What was your favorite story <laughs> of the Drama Game podcast? <laughs> Dude, <clears throat> the v- Vijay story has to take the cake, man. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was another like situation where I felt like I was so caught off guard, like so like. I cannot believe, like, if I would have woke up this morning and thought, okay, we're going to be talking about normal stuff drummers talk about, but that was, like, a really good story that I was like, then this show's going to be fine. And so, you know, him telling that story was hilarious, man. Yeah, it was good. I have I have a couple. Um, that one, that one's probably my first one where I, I think you can hear our reactions where I was, like, shocked but laughing at the same time and being like, this is the perfect part of our show. <laughs> like this is perfect. Um, my, my sec, my second one is, um, Caitlin Califas. Oh yeah. Her episode. Um, it's episode 54. And it's entitled one leg audition. Mm-hmm. Her story of auditioning for Cindy Lauper and getting the audition is so dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good one. I, I'm going to, I'm that's probably, a- if I ever get this other podcast going, that was a fairy tale story. Yeah. If I ever get this podcast going, I want her to retell that story in like a, a different way. Like I want to spend, I want to devote like a whole hour, um, uh, podcast about that. Cause that's just such an incredible story that people should hear. I mean, she, she tells it, she goes into detail, but I would like to do it a little different. What do you mean? If you ever get this podcast going, not this podcast. I remember I was talking about doing, um, another series. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you're talking about an additional yeah different additional podcast, podcast. Yeah, okay yeah. um hopefully i'm hoping that's we'll we'll get into that a little bit later when we start this when we talk about what we're going to be doing for next year um <clears throat> but yeah that was a really great story man it, w- it wasn't like a funny story but i was totally glued to what she was saying just like i was like hanging on by a thread i couldn't believe she she got it like she went in with a broken leg and still got the audition her yeah, kick, good. her kick drum foot too of all things um, that was a good one. And then I actually last week, Carlos Verdugo's story about fishbone playing his drums oh, naked. Dude, that was so funny. <laughs> he was a little bit bummed that we like kind of, I named the show <laughs> a naked fishbone on my new throne. <laughs> he was like, can we change the title? And I was like, no, <laughs> I was just like, but dude, that was such a great story. Like a lot of these dudes don't realize that 
first of all, you say it on the show. So once you say it, man, like, I mean, if it's really bad, like I shouldn't have said that we can go back and edit it out. But, but that, that was, was like the gem of that whole interview. I mean, there were so many great moments in that interview, but that was like the, probably the, the pro the right thing to name the episode. Yeah. Cause it was like, the, that was the best. That, <laughs> that was, was the so moment. Funny. Every episode, most of the time has a moment. If not, we're like we're we're struggling to if we if it, if it doesn't have a moment where we're like that's the show that's the show title or that's the like topic of this whole episode this sums up this episode or that's like the highlight you that's know the hook that's the hook yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was it right there we should have named like um we should have named thomas lang's episode like you tattooed my face where or something like that but yeah. <laughs> we talked about so many things with thomas lang so um so yeah, that that those were my three favorite like moments. There's I'm sure there's more, but I just like man, after a while they become a blur. We do this every week and it's hard to kind of remember what episode is what. And I do remember that Daniel Glass was such a great interview. Um I I I really liked his interview. Uh there's some others, dude. The dub robot episode was so different. And so like, it's not, if you're used to listening to our show, you may or may not like that episode. Cause it's so different. Um, but yeah. And the idea wasn't to like start doing a vlog podcast, but it just kind of worked out that way. Cause we didn't have a show that week. Anytime dub robots involved in anything though, it's always great. That dude is, I wish we could utilize him more. He's so great, man. He's like one of my best dudes. That's just like, one of my best buddies that is so creative all the time. And I just, every time I'm with him, there's something that comes out of it. That's useful, you know? So it's really cool. Um, yeah. So that's that. What else? What about, what else about this show? So this season we tried to stick to our format. We introduced the wheel of death. Um, still not okay with the wheel of death sound like clip. I the, love it. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm always I'm always embarrassed when we hit it. Why? I just feel like it's too cheese ball. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I can't imagine. I think any sound you put there is going to be cheesy. I know. Uh, I'm like, do we just go with it and just be like, we're cheese ball? It's like, part of the show now. It's part you of can't, the show. You can't change it. I know, man. But it just <laughs> seems so lame. <laughs> it's like so stupid. Um. Anyways, nobody really, everybody just seems to laugh and like the wheel of death has really been a great thing. What did we do before the wheel of death? We just try to pick random questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that has really become a real like big part of our, like everybody loves, nobody really comments about how much they love this, the wheel of death, but it's a really good way to keep the show moving and to keep, you know, I'm giving you guys a real behind the scenes here. Um, because, you know, there's always that awkward moment where you could run out of things to say or run out of things to talk about. Um, and, I, and it's hard for me to keep the show moving if I'm, you know, I'm looking at notes and I'm looking at, I'm trying to keep, you know, we try to do, so basically we, we're, Funky Phil and I are supposed to get here, Phil, don't judge, okay? We're supposed to get here at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Phil always does. And I never do. Not since you get me that key. <laughs> <laughs> big mistake big mistake no because i would always get here late and you would be sitting in the parking lot on your computer and i'd feel so bad and so we're supposed to get here at 10 
Phil's supposed to be setting up the studio. I'm supposed to be um, doing the research on the guest and and finding. And I, I do a little bit of research throughout the week too. But I want to know like what they're about. Most of the time we know, but I want to know what they're working on now. I want to be able to have different directions to go to if I need to, you know? And so um, most of the time the show goes pretty organically. And I have a few just key questions that I ask them. Um, but some questions just don't work like the others, you know, like I, I love asking Thomas Lang and, and, um, Stan Bicknell, like take us through your typical day. That's super interesting for, for us and for drummers, but I'm not going to ask that to like Carson Ford, you know, like Carson is a great dude, great drummer, but I don't know what he does during his day, but I don't think he wakes up at four in the morning and runs a business and takes his kids to school. He's only like 21 years old, you know? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Um, we just have to like, I have to do some research on them, know who they played with, know what they've done. And I like to promote the the guests anyways. Like it's about them. It's not, that's when our show shifts from about us to about them. And um, so that's why there's like a lot of compliments paid and stuff like that, because I want them to feel comfortable and be able to open up and be cool, you know? Um, But halfway through their interview it gets to where it's like oh shoot what do we talk about now like i can i can take this in another direction and then we're going to be like talking about you know something how do you feel about the industry or something like that that's going to be like a long drawn out thing or we can keep it entertaining and just talk about burritos and dinosaurs (laughs) i love burritos and dinosaurs yeah so um so that's why we have the wheel of death but I don't remember what we used to do. I think we used to just randomly, I used to just randomly choose questions. Yeah. We just had a, a, a list, a right? shared document with yeah. a bunch of questions on it. Yeah. And now, so I was like, you know, what would be cool? I thought about building a wheel of death. Like, like a physical one. Physical one. That's like a wheel of fortune or something. And then getting like, what was her name? Dana White or something. Hannah White. What was her name? What was her name? Lana White. Oh, I forget. What was her stinking name uh, from getting her? I want a black girl, though. Okay. Maybe the girl next door, the thick one. (laughs) (laughs) The thick one. The thick one. (laughs) She can come over and spin the wheel for us. But now we just got a digital wheel online. So, yeah, we have that. We have, like, I think over 100 questions on there. Sometimes the same questions come up. Like, what's the greatest accomplishment of your career? I hate that one. I'm like, ah. Phil, you have the greatest accomplishment of all. You've had kids. That's not a career accomplishment. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have an, a very super successful podcast that you work on. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, that's been a big asset to our thing. We've kind of polished up on... We used to spend like a lot of the episodes... First, first of all, we didn't have any guests. We had one guest on our first season. That was Rebecca Jade. And I filmed it and it was like, and I lost the, 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 the film, like I lost the video, but I only had the audio. That was a good interview though. It was a good interview, but it was not the direction that we were trying to go. It was like the history of her and that's not what kind of podcast I wanted to have. So, um, so the show used to be all about us and then (laughs) it was like, (laughs) excuse me, some segments that I missed, like the, the, um, video of the week, which we'll do on the web show. If we, we got a camera now. Oh, see yeah. a backdrop that was a fun one um i love video of the week i still have a playlist of like every now and then i'll find a video and i'll be like oh we got to use that for video of the week whenever we do it 
Um, yeah, and all that stuff. We had we had we had video of the week. We had um, drum, drum games. games. <laughs> I don't even. Know, I don't think I still. I don't have that drop anymore. Oh dang! Um, drum games was cool, but nobody would ever like. It was always the same guy that would win every week, and so I was like, "You can only win once," and it was dumb. It was like, "Name this beat," and you know, I, we never got any other. I feel like we games. didn't really explore the potential of that segment. I feel fully. like. What I what I had envisioned for that segment was people sending in videos of them doing it, and that's how they can win. People like like I fi- I envisioned us like writing out sheet music and then having them play it and like the best version of it. Like I envisioned all kinds of stuff like that was interactive with our fans on on Instagram and stuff. But it was like we were too small then, and and we had like a couple local listeners and like our friends listening, and so it was like the same guy that would win every every week you know it was like yeah well we might make, <laughs> we might be able to bring back a revised version of it yeah at some point we like and we didn't have any like show sponsors not that we do now but we didn't have anybody giving us anything for free to give away so it was it ended up being drum brigade stuff every week and that was costing me too much um so we dropped that for like i think season two or season yeah season two season two we went audio only and um Season two, but then we didn't have any guests. So it was just me and you talking about stuff and trying to come up with subjects to talk about. And then I think season three, we started guests and, yeah. and we polished up and then we figured out how to get phone calls in there. Yeah. That was too. You guys want to talk about like me and Phil tackling that took some time and effort to get to figure out how to do. And I was so confused the whole time about it. There was, that was like hours at your house. Instead of doing the show, we'd spend the whole time just trying to figure out how to get phone calls to come through. Phil would be like, all right, I'm calling you. And then I'd be like outside at his house. Be like, hello, 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 hello on my phone. <laughs> we'd be eating like your, <coughs> your vegan chili and oh, your yeah. homemade bread. Oh, man, I miss those days. Man, now I want chili and bread. Dang it. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, so we've come a long way, guys. It's going to get better. Right, Phil? Yeah. Let's talk about some new things that we want to do. Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 65. Oh, yeah. Just funky Phil and I today. Woo. Um, what do you want to do next year? Just not do this anymore? Field trips. Yeah, field trips need to happen. One field trips. I almost was like, let's do a field trip today because nobody's oh. coming on. But I called my motocross guy, but he said all the tracks are closed because of the rain. <clears throat> this is the time to do it, though, because everybody, all the pros are at the tracks um, because Supercross is starting in three weeks at Anaheim Stadium. Oh, boy. Uh, nobody cares, Phil. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> but I do. Uh, so anyways. <clears throat> What's some things, field trips we want to plan for next year? <sighs> I want to do more guests, of course. Mm-hmm. Bigger, better. Mm-hmm. I, want to do, I want to do at least like one or two super iconic guests. Like Dennis Chambers, Vinny Caliuta, somebody like that. That's yeah. like, you got the person that everybody wants to hear. Yeah. Like somebody like that. I mean, we have, so we've... Like, it's not like we haven't, we have had some, like some of those and we have some scheduled that are like, whew, but 
I want like, I want, I, I want to put myself in a position to where I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like Dennis Chambers is coming on our show. I'm stuttering. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. V- Vinny Caliuta comes on. I would be stuttering. Um, like I would be freaking out. So I would love to have him. Vinny has a podcast, man. And I listen to his podcast. It's great. It's so good. It's only like 15 minutes and he oh, never, yeah. he never posts episodes, but when he does, I'm in, I'm like <laughs> all in everything that dude does is great. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that podcast, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I would love for him to come on and just spin the wheel of death and ask Vinny Caliuto or Dennis Chambers, or Dave Weckl or something, what kind of dinosaur they would choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you Dennis Chambers has got some crazier stories than somebody getting their vagina tattooed with his face. Yeah, he's got to have some. He's got to have some good ones, <laughs> dude. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I would like to do that. I would like to get somebody on like that. We got to just. All these guys have websites and stuff. You know, we can just, or we know people that know people, or we can just go up to them at Nam and be like, "Yo, Drum Brigade Podcast, you want to do an interview? You also want to do a." Uh, our podcast, let's do it. We got you scheduled. I'll say it just like that. <laughs> um, as far as Drum Brigade goes, there's a lot of things we want to do. So I already talked about vlogging and what's going on with you, Phil? You tired? <laughs> yeah, I've been sick too. Oh, dude. It's been a long week. We didn't even talk about our weeks. So we got to get into that. Um, anyways, I want to do... Um, I want to get this dang, uh, this stupid web show going. Um, I, I don't know. We got to do a little different though. I feel like, like reviews. Yeah, we got that. That's easy. I'm going to be doing that no matter what. I want to get some show <laughs> sponsors. That is the biggest thing that wink, I want to do people this year. We need to get some show sponsors. This show has been brought to you by Squarespace or whoever. <sighs> yeah. We should get some more swag too, some yeah. more hats and sticks. So, so guys, Nam is coming up in like a month. Shirts. Well, I got some ideas for that. So, this leading up to the beginning of the year, I need to completely revamp our website. Um, have some ideas for that. We need to simplify our website with a lot less words. So, we're an audio thing now. We have an audio podcast. We do a lot of video production. So our website needs to reflect that. So we've had the same website since 2013 when I opened and it's time for a new one. Drum yeah. Brigade needs to have both of our pictures up on there and maybe some of our buddies like Kevin Aguchi and Fireman Eric and whoever else, Tosh and all those guys. But really it needs to just be Funky Phil and Corey Kingston's podcast and a day in the life of a drummer. And, oh, here's how you do. Here's a day. Here's a one minute lesson. And here's how you play five of Phil's in five, you know, and, so we need to have that. So I need to revamp that. I need to make it better. Another reason why I'm overwhelmed, Phil. Um, we need to step up our game on video and audio production. Um, so that's what we're focusing on right now, doing proper product reviews that have personality, just like everything we do with the Drum Brigade. It's not me sitting behind a drum set and being like, here's why I like the Aquarian Superheads. <laughs> Uh, basically this exactly. pro- exactly <laughs> that's a reference to 
So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll go, guys, go watch my video, please, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You can, you don't have to like it, but also, I, f- I forgot to mention that I'm giving those super mesh heads away. What? Yeah. So if you want to, you can have them. You just gotta leave a comment and like and like and subscribe. Shoot, I gotta go do that. Yeah. They're weird sizes though. 10, 13, 14, 18. I'm pretty sure I can get Aquarian to give you a set though of I'm just saying this on the air, but I'm pretty sure I can get Aquarian to get you like a set of your sizes. That Eight. kicks eighteen? Eighteen. That's not a twenty? Really? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah. There it is, Phil. See it? <laughs> Both of them. Looks like a 20. I thought it was 22. It's 18. Uh, so, yeah, I'm giving those away. Go watch the video. It's on my, uh, my, my YouTube, Corey Kingston, or, I mean, I think Drum Brigade right now. So, yeah, you'll, you'll see. Um, so I want to do more videos like that. That's coming. Um, okay, guys, let's, it's, comes time. It's, this is the time, Phil. We got to talk about Nam. Oh, what, yeah, what's the, what's the verdict? I'm now 75% sure we're going to pull the plug on the after party this year. Last week I was like, I'm a, I'm, I'm sure we're going to do it. We're going to bail on this thing. This is not going to work. Uh, it's been too stressful. I'm doing it all by like, I'm not doing it all by myself. I have like a team of guys like, um, but it's really difficult getting the sponsors and getting the, the place. And those are the two main things that we need. And I just don't want to worry about it right now. I'm, I really want to have a dope after party, but it's not going to happen this show, this short notice. So I think we're going to have an even doper after party for 2021. Nam. We're going to start planning that right away. Yeah. Um, but I'm just over, I'm over everything. <laughs> It's too like, basically I always have this thing. Like when I, when we have something planned, it's got to come together. And I don't say, I don't mean that like where it's not going to take any effort. It's got to take effort. It's going to be difficult, but it'll work out. But if it's not, if it's like not working out as hard as you're trying, then it's just not going to work out this time. You got to like accept that and move on. And so yeah. Everything that we've done, there's been some things where we've tried like some products. We've tried like, hey, what if we go in this direction? What if we try to only be an exclusive like like um lifestyle brand, you know, where we're selling t-shirts. We've tried a lot of different things. Dude, Drum Brigade started off as making drumstick bags. It didn't work out. And it was a great design and great all great idea. We've tried like we we talked about doing a subscription box for for like our drumsticks. And, you know, I've put in like solid effort to where we're like actually designing and we're actually like working on stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't always work out, but you know, the stuff that does work out, look at where we're at. You know, when I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast, look at us now, you know, and it, it, it's not like it didn't take effort, but it worked out. And so this situation with the after party was like, I think this is a year we need to do it. And right away we got a few people interested in playing and then we got a few people ghosting us or just straight saying no um which is also a big indicator to me like maybe this isn't the right guy um uh so that that was already a hurdle and then i was like well we can we found like when we did it last year 
2018, it came together fairly easy. It was a lot of work, but the place was like right there. We didn't have to pay anything. Uh, the bands was like really easy. We paid them a little bit of money. We got sponsors right away or a sponsor right away. And then I had to like pull some teeth for some others, but we got it. Um, we had everything made our banners and our stickers and our cards and our everything made. We didn't make any money, but it was like kind of, Hey, we threw the dopest event for this year. I think it was a very successful party. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so this year I, we want to go a little bit bigger, a little bit better. We want to get some sponsors and we want to come out ahead. Like we don't want to get rich, but we want to get paid for our effort, you know, and be able to pay the musicians a little bit better and the artists and stuff. And so right away, right away, it was like, "Mm, it's just not happening. It's not as easy as we thought. Um, Yeah. And you know, you don't want (laughs) to this year. Yeah. This time we, you don't want to go and not fulfill like your, your goals. Right. We don't want to like go and like half cocked and, and kind of like throw something together last minute. That's not meeting the standards that right. you, you see for the next one. So exactly. I'm with you, man. I think we should wait and just do it next year and we'll, it'll be we'll, better. We'll get a real, we'll try to get a real good head start on it so yeah. we can, cause you know, we don't want to have, we want it to be close enough. Right. The event, um, and most of the places are booked up already. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like as soon as I started planning this, we, we had, a, I had a meeting about it. Even that meeting seemed a little thrown together. And I was like, this just doesn't feel like it did the first year. And then (laughs) right after that, when we started going into planning, I got super sick and I haven't been able to do anything. And so that is another indicator where it's like, man, I feel like I have enough energy for like video production stuff and podcast stuff, but throwing together an event for Nam, I feel like I just don't have the energy and I just don't feel like I want to. (laughs) And so, um, last year we were, this year we were very adamant on not doing a party. A lot of people wanted us to do it. A lot of people were asking us to do it. And we were like, nope, because we want to do it our way. We don't want to do it somebody else's way. And so, um, for some reason that was, it was a struggle this year. Like nobody would really work with us. And there wasn't like, it wasn't like I was calling companies all day, every day and being like, Hey, sponsor our event. Hey, sponsor our event. But even getting to that point, even getting to like confidently talking about our event from last year was still hard where people weren't believing it like the way they should, if that makes sense. Like when I would, like I met with, I talked about the company, it was my soapbox last mm-hmm. week or the week before about um, trying to rent their space and just talking to them about the drum brigade and our event. They were like, not believe in it. They were just not, you could tell, and maybe it was my confidence or my, I wasn't centered or some centered when I was talking to them, but so I don't think it's going to work out this year. And I, 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 um, texted our, our business partner and was like, Hey man, um, I think I'm going to pull the plug. And he's like, well, let's give it one more shot. And I haven't seen any information. So he wanted to email all the companies, like a lot of companies from Nam, And, um, so I just thought we can focus our attention in different areas. Like this year in Nam, I just kind of feel like we need to chill and I feel I just feel like we need to be seen at Nam doing what we do. I don't mean that we need to be asking people for interviews. I feel like if that happens, okay. But 
I just feel like I kind of want to hang out <laughs> and high five people. Yeah, and just be there. I feel like I want to vlog this event. I feel like I want to talk to people about our podcast and sponsoring it. I feel like I want to recruit guests and listeners. And I feel like people, more people are going to know that we have a podcast and what we do this year. And if they don't, who cares? Yeah. I just want to chill out, man, and hang out with some friends and not worry about handing out flyers and promoting an event. And I don't want to, I didn't want to do that anyways. I wanted other people to do that this year. You going to come see me play again? No. No? Yes, Phil. Ouch. Is it Saturday night or Saturday morning? Saturday at one o'clock on the big stage. Okay. I might come do that and then I might dip right out to Supercross after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll come. Yes. So, do you want to play congas? No, Phil. I don't play congas. That's okay. I replaced you with my left hand. All right. That's cool. <laughs> um, so, man, there's so many things I like. There's so many things I can't talk about. There's so many things that I can talk about. And it's just all across the board. This is how December, January, and February are for me. I'm crazy scatterbrained and crazy, just like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay, here's what, here's the next thing. Here's, and I can't keep up with myself. And so that's another reason why I need to take a step back and be like, let's, one of these things have got to go. You know, what's working for us right now? The podcast is working right now. The vlogs are working. You know, it's not where I want it to be. I want it to grow. I want it to explode with people, you know, but, um, all in due time. So one of the things got to go, we'll just go to somebody else's thing and somebody else's after party and crash that. But our own is not going to happen this year. I don't think it might, maybe next week I'm going to be like, it's back on people. But, um, for right now, I just, I feel better about it not happening than a, I feel like it's forced if it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to come together quick. A man. lot of things would have to magically fall into place. Yeah. So, um, and I think that we can get other people like better. It could just be better next year. We're just going to go for it next year. Um, all right. Uh, anyways, I have an idea. Um, this, so this may or may not happen, but I think next year I'm going to start like an individual podcast. No offense, Phil. You're going to cheat on me. No, it's not like that. It's just going to be done a little bit different. So it's not like a hangout casual chat show. It's going to be like a storytelling show, um, about things that have happened to musicians or, you know, stuff. And it's going to be a little bit more like traditional podcasting. So probably sound effects and good audio quality and, me telling stories. Every episode is going to be written. So it's, we got si- sound effects and no, good no, no, audio no, no, quality. No, not like that. Like have you, you got to <laughs> listen to like radio lab or 99% or something like that where it's going to be, I'm hoping I haven't recorded one episode yet, but I started writing my first episode. And, um, <coughs> so <coughs> if it's, if all goes well, I'm putting this out there that I want this to happen. Um, because I feel like there's still an element of our show that's missing. And that's like the seriousness of podcasting. Um, I love our format of our show. I, I think it's really second to none. I think it's great. I think it's one of the best shows out there for drum, for drum podcasts. But there also is missing an element of like the radio lab type of thing. So I, I say it, I say it all the time on this show. Um, podcasters, especially drum podcasts, they're very, they're all kind of similar. 
in in what's out there right now. Now, I'm not saying this as a knock toward anybody else because they don't do what we do and we don't do what they do. And that's for reason. Um, can they do what we do? Of course they can. Can we do what they do? Of course we can. But we, I just have never been a fan of how did you get your start in drums? You know, like give us your history of you type of interview. That's not what I wanted to do because everybody has a similar story. Like either your dad is a drummer or a musician or you grew up playing in church or, you know, and so a, a lot of people have a similar story of how they got to where they are now. I think that what's relevant is where they are now. What are they doing? I don't care what you've done. What are you doing right now? Even though I say I don't care what you've done, even though I talk quite a bit about what I've done, um, I still think that what's relevant now, like if I went on a podcast as a guest, I want to talk about what I'm doing. I want to talk about Drum Brigade. I want to talk about vlogging. I want to talk about our show and you know something that I'm promoting now. Come see me. I'm playing here. But I don't want to talk about that. My dad's a singer and we always had, I've told that story a million times. You want to hear that story? Go read modern drummer article. Everybody has that story, you know? So I'm uh, not a fan of that. So that's why we do our format and our show the way that we do it. But there's also another element of like every musician has some crazy stories, either road stories or stuff that's happened to them or, you know, how they got this great gig. Um, and I think that story can be told in a really good way and, and also a different way than like the standard drum, um, podcasts that are out there come on as a guest. So tell us how you got this gig. And then it's just a very casual chat of like, Oh, well this happened. Caitlin's story, Caitlin Califis story is a perfect example where that could be a radio lab, you know, not that I'm not trying to say that we're radio lab, but I'm saying like that could be a story that like an audiobook kind of story that is so like a short story. Yeah, you yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like you there's certain times where you'd like to dig in harder on some of their stories. Yeah. And it just doesn't really fit with our the flow and format of of our show. Yeah. So it'd be cool to have a separate thing where you could really dig in on Yeah. on um cool stories like that. I yeah, that. and I want to play with with your senses a little bit more like um with audio quality and stuff that what's saying quality we have high quality fool yeah yeah no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like when people are phone guests i would like them to have you know it's just going to be a better show it's going to be quality no it's not going to be better quality show now you got me saying quality all the time it's not going to be um better show it's going to be a different show and listen guys if you're listening to this show you may or may not like that one and the people that listen to that show may or may not like this one. So <laughs> it's just going to have to, we're just going to have to figure that out as we go. That's another thing on this mound of things that I got to take, take down, but I've written like pretty much half of my story. The first episode is going to be my story of an event, something that happened to me. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I'm in the middle of writing that and I've taken a break from writing right now. And then I have to have it proofread and edited and then, start writing the script for the podcast. And then I have to do it again for a second story of mine. And then I have a few other musicians out there that I'm like, I want to tell this story on my new podcast. So we might do that. Um, but yeah, first things first. So a lot of things to work on. What do you want to do next year? You said, fa you said field trips. Um, 
you want to do web show. Mm-hmm. I would like to start tackling our education stuff. Yeah. Drum games. Drum games. Education. Um, yeah, we got a lot of things to do. So we'll just stay, just stay tuned people. Just know that we're moving forward and it's going to be a good, good, good year next year. All right. Yeah. All right. Funky Phil. Let's move on. Drum, 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 drum brigade podcast. Oh yeah. It's a lot of me talking on this episode, Phil, and a lot of yawning over there. I'm tired. Um, all right, cool. Well, Let's get into some normal talk discussion, okay? Yeah. It's time for a soapbox, Funky Phil. Oh, snap. I ain't trying to hear that right now. It's a multi-level, okay? What happened? <laughs> um, my soapbox this week is about these Eddie V gigs. Now, let me give a disclaimer, Phil. I love these gigs because they help me make a living and I play a lot of them. And even in my slow season, like I still got work and they're fun, right? Yeah. And they're fun. They are fun. Um, but I have a couple like layers of things that just are driving me freaking bananas on this gig. Um, so let me think about this. There's like three or four, topics here that are all encompass this one soapbox. Okay. I have already talked about a million times that Marcel moved. Lily took over the gig. Okay. So why don't we start with that? Lily is killing the game right now. She is on fire. She's so good. I say that every week, but every week I'm impressed in some way, shape or form. Um, last week I was on a soapbox because she canceled my whole week of gigs. Okay, so she is freaking out with the amount of work that she has. When you're good, you get work, right, Phil? Yeah. Okay, so she's freaking out, and she's like, I need a day off. And we're like... Didn't she just take a week off? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Unless she didn't. She was trying to bail on yesterday. She's like, I need to rest my, my voice. And I'm like, you sound great. Like, what are you... And she's like, no, I can hear it. It's like getting strained. And I'm like, but... Everybody in here loves you. You're great. And like that's hard though. I know, I know. (laughs) I could do some serious damage. There's there's girls out there though, like Cassie. I mean, uh, maybe maybe not Cassie B, but um, I don't know Cassie B. I'm thinking K Emily, K Emily, Rebecca Jade. Um, I understand singers need to save their voice, but like Rebecca Jade plays every night. Like when you're on tour. You don't really get a day off like a lot of times. Dude, our singer would go on stage with no voice and have to like, he wouldn't talk all day long. He'd be drinking tea all day and like have his neck wrapped with a with a uh, scarf and wouldn't utter a peep until we got on stage because his voice was gone. Mm-hmm. That's just part of being a professional singer. And she's, you know, so I'm not going to tell her what to do. I'm just trying to tell her, you're kind of killing it right now. People love you and they're wanting, they're demanding a lot of you. But when you bail on a gig, that means we bail on a gig and we like, we are, um, by default, we are, we are bailing on this gig and we don't want to bail on this gig. So what has happened is first of all, that's been happening. Second, 
when she can't make it, there's another guy that jumped in this dude, Bert, who is very smooth. Okay. He says, that's his thing. We do pop tunes. We do rock tunes and we do smooth jazz. And I'm like, Oh boy, Mm. (laughs) that's your favorite kind of music. (laughs) I don't like smooth jazz. I'm not going to get on that soapbox because I've got on that soapbox many a time. What would you rather listen to? Oh boy. Smooth jazz or polka? Polka. For an hour. Polka. Really? Yeah. Okay. At least they got real drums, Phil. Okay. It's so, pretty close to ska. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I'm going to quote you on that. The, uh, um, this guy... Okay, so here's where the soapbox started with Lily bailing. Now this guy comes in. This guy's great. He's fine. He's what it is. It's very, it's very just nothing great, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing like, nothing like, there's no wow factor at all. Mm. My problem is this guy comes in and he's a little bit timid. Not, he's, first of all, let me say this. He's a super nice guy, super nice guy. And I'm really grateful for him coming in and taking, taking this gig. Um, we're filling in. And so like we played, we played on Saturday night and it was great. Um, did a great job, you know, completely couldn't have asked for anything more. The thing is though, when he comes in, he's a, he's, it seems a bit timid and he's not engaging with the audience at all. And so that substantially affects our tips. So when you've done the gig with Lily and you've done the gig with Marcel, they kill it. Anybody mm-hmm. celebrating anything? Oh, congratulations. What song would you like to hear? They start taking requests. Last night was Sunday. There's a lot of people there. It was raining, you know, so it wasn't like packed, packed, packed like it normally can be. From the start, Lily's like, what do you guys want to hear? Anybody celebrating anything? There's a lady. It's her birthday. She's like, bam, focusing on this lady. These ladies are calling out every song imaginable, which is my next soapbox. Don't let me forget. <laughs> um, calling out every song. She's playing every song, taking everything. Dude, after a while, people are just like, this girl is really good and start dropping in money. Mm-hmm. 20s, you know? Dude, I played there with, with Bert a couple like weeks ago. Same place, same night on a Sunday. We made a dollar each. One? Yes. one. Do- there was a total of $4 in the tip jar. Oof. Okay, so he does not engage at all with the crowd. At all. He just plays, and then he he plays like some kind of like mediocre songs, like the Eagles and like smooth jazz stuff. People dig it. That's fine, you know? But then it's not like, hey, thank you guys. It's not like the banter. Thank you guys so much. Like, thank you, Eddie V's. I got these guys on, you know, in band, and let us know if you're celebrating anything. Let us know if you want to hear anything. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. so this weekend we play there's these little girls sitting in a table next to us and little girls little girls like, like underage yeah okay like with their parents they're having a family dinner three okay. little girls they look like they were like three four and like six okay and they draw us a picture it says you guys you are suck a great band they were trying to sell such. So they sweet. scribbled out the K and then made it an H. And then it says, you are such a great band. And then they wrote on the next page, they drew us a picture of drums and piano and guitar. Which, and, and it was like, 
Um, it said, great music, M-U-S-I-C-K. <laughs> yeah, yes. And they put it in the tip jar. So I was like, cool, man. I, I think that's so cute. You know, that's very sweet. So I, I look at him and I go, did you, I go, what's this? And they're looking like, oh, he got it. Oh, whoa. oh boy. And I open it and I'm like, oh, cool. At first I was caught off guard. Like you suck. What? And I was like, oh, I see. And then they're looking like, and so I go, did you write this? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. You know? And they were just like giggling and like, so cute. So then I go, Hey, so normally when that happens, when James is there, when Marcel's there, we immediately jump into baby shark or baby shark. Yeah. 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 Or we go into something else. We pay attention. <laughs> we, James will walk over to them and play, maybe have them play the strings, like whatever it is, we engage with them. Their parents think it's wonderful. What do they do? They drop in a tip. Yeah. I go, Hey man. They, uh, those little girls wrote us a note. It's really cute. And it was like the most awkward situation. I go, Hey dude, um, can maybe we say something or maybe we have them get, get them like cookie or something or cake or whatever. And so he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I go, you don't have to, I don't, I'm, it, cause it was immediately awkward. And I go, I just, you know, we, we normally acknowledge that. And it was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So we play a song and then he's just like, it, it's like, silence you hear people in the restaurant talking and then he's like i would like to acknowledge the the young girls in the table next to us <laughs> acknowledge <laughs> i'd like to acknowledge the three young children yes it was like that dry and it was like <laughs> who composed a lovely image and put it in our jar and that was it and then it was just like one, two, three, four, we start the next song. Oh, I was like, that's so sad. What just happened, dude? <laughs> okay, and then it was like the end of the night. We we finished the song. We're one minute early. So I'm like, hey, let's reprise and just, you know, give a give a thank you guys for coming out. So we start the reprise, right? And or whatever. Blah boom, blah boom, blah boom, blah boom, boom. We start playing, and then that's where you should be like, hey, thank you so much, Eddie V's. We're so happy to be here. Give it up for the whatever trio that's playing tonight. I got Corey Kingston on drums. I got Cecil McBee on bass. I'm so and so. We end it. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next Saturday. Engage with the people. Dude, mm-hmm. we end the song. Blah boom, blah boom, blah boom, blah boom, boom. We play the same ending again with no vocals. Nothing? Nothing. Didn't say a word. I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, you just you think I just wanted to play that song twice? And so oh, I go, hey he man. He didn't realize he was supposed to talk. I go, I go, hey, I thought you were gonna reprise the song and you know, maybe say, Thank you guys for coming out, have a good night or something. As I'm saying that, he goes, Thank you guys, have a good night. <laughs> That's it. And I start laughing like really? Really? Come wow. on, dude. You're way older than me. I know this ain't your first gig, dude. Come on. Yikes. Come on. That night, $5 each. Mm. Dude, th- we're talking on a Saturday night. We we could easily make... If Lily was there, we would have easily made like 50 bucks each. You gotta get... You should get Jody in there one of these times. Bro, to I just was talking about him. Because I, I don't know what happened with that, but he's that wasn't my doing. He's got charisma, man. Dude, we need. He's the one who should have been subbing for for Lily. No, no. If this guy, like I said, this guy isn't bad. He's not. I feel, I feel really bad saying like I feel like I'm talking about him, and I'm I'm not trying to talk about him. I'm just trying to tell you what happened. Yeah, it's in. Um, uh, it's a soapbox, and so 
It's pretty funny, you know, that I'm like, we got to have a conversation about how to engage with this audience because that is not what kind of gig this is. But after we reprise and I bring it to your attention, you just, thank you guys for coming out. Have a good night. And why, like feedback kind of walking away. I'm like, really? I'm just, and, and so I've asked James and he's like, yeah, he's normally really good, man. He's like, he knows how to do it. He has like a church gig and he, he, he teaches and I don't understand why he's like doing that. I'm like, I think he just wants this gig so bad that he's like scared to open up and be comfortable, you know? Okay. So that takes me to my next step. These people, let me just do this again. This is a real right soapbox. Okay. The stinking manager at Eddie V's bro. What happened? had enough. Is this downtown or yes. Downtown. Okay. I've had enough. I have to give a disclaimer too, because this lady is very nice. She is not mean. Okay. She's very nice, but I cannot handle when people have to like they're in charge of something. So they have to tell you what to do, even though they don't need to tell you what to do, but she's in charge. So she feels the need to constantly harp on you. I hate this. Ooh. This lady has some problem with noise. I think she has super like sensitive hearing because she cannot walk by the drum. I mean the drums. walk by the bandstand without saying, can you guys turn it down? Now this is my beef with this situation. Hmm. <sighs> Granted, I understand that sometimes we are too loud, but we have been playing there for over a year now. It was a year in October. Hmm. We know the room. We know how loud we're supposed to be. We've had DB meters out there measuring the sound. Most of the time, the patrons in the place are like way louder than we are. They're yeah. at like 80 or 90 DB. We're at like 73. And she's still like, can you just turn it down a little bit? Like, and we're like, <sighs> again, I'm concerned <laughs> with what we, we need to do our show. We need to earn some tips here because you know, like it's not like this gig is not worth it, but it's well worth it when we make the right amount of tips. So it's gotten so bad, dude. There's times where I haven't, I posted a video. This was in La Jolla, but I posted a video where I wasn't even playing the drums. I was tapping on my snare. Marcel was the mic was like on like one. It was so quiet. James's bass was not plugged in really? and we were so quiet and then she's like can you, you could turn it up a little bit i'm like then stop telling us to turn it down we weren't loud in the first place lady so she keeps coming over and i mean it's like she just it's it doesn't matter if we're loud or not it doesn't matter she still has to come up and be like hey the music is really great you guys sound great can you turn it down i've just had enough dude i've had enough of it she comes up to lily every time the vocals are consistently loud and so my problem is this. I understand, like, I don't do her job. I understand that you're running the restaurant. Your concern is people eating dinner. That's where you guys make your money. It's not really in the bar. But you look around the restaurant and nobody's complaining, dude. Or, like, sometimes people are up dancing. Sometimes people are, like, this, is, this isn't a dance club. But sometimes people want to dance. Sometimes people, like, want to slow dance to a song. It's their anniversary. This is a romantic moment. They want to hear what we're doing. We're not, we're, we are wallpaper. I understand that we're just like background music, but they want to hear us. 
So calm down a little bit. Let us play. Yeah, it's weird. The the La Jolla one is totally not like that at no, all. They right? used to be a little bit like, but they're a little bit more lax about it. But I've I've had conversations with Marcel where I'm like, hey, look, there's a fine line. We still have to do our show. Like, I understand. Like, I'm not saying that we don't listen to her, but I'm just saying we still have to. She can't just shut us down to where we're like silently playing, like pretending to play. We have to do our show. This is what we do. People come here to see you. And so if they can't hear us, why would they come and see us? They, they're coming in. They're dropping in money. They're, in, they're interacting with the band. They're, it's like, this is a thing. So stop restricting us from doing our thing. I know that we're like, I know how loud we're supposed to play. You know? I know that it, it could be too loud, but you don't have to just say it every time you walk by just to say something because you're in charge. Mm. It's like, it's, it's nonsense. We're not loud. I'm being loud right now, but we're not loud. You're just like, you just, everybody wants to be in charge of something. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's, it gets to where it's like now, now it's ridiculous. Now you're just nagging for no reason. Calm down. Just let it go. And there's times you, you obviously do not know what you're talking about. If you knew what you were talking about, you'd have a DB meter and you'd be able to walk around the restaurant and say, yeah, they're too loud. You don't have one. Cause you don't even know how to read one. You don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So you, you're basing it off of your no knowledge of, of music and, and bands. You've never, you've never done this before. You're a restaurant manager. So yeah, you don't know. She's probably used to um, just music from the stereo system. Maybe. Don't have a live band in there then. Why do you have a live band in there? Why? Yeah. If you're just, if we're always too loud. That's and the, crazy. the difference is what I noticed is when there's a different manager in there and we're able to do our other, like our normal thing, not too loud, just at a normal, reasonable volume. We get tips. People (laughs) are super into it. People are clapping. People are applauding. People are like happy to be in Eddie V's when there's music. They come there because it says live music. Mm -hmm. So stop restricting us. You, You don't know why you're restricting us. You just think that's what you're supposed to do. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It drives me nuts, dude. It's, it's not, it's like I said, it's not really her being like, oh, they are too loud. It's like a a reaction. The band's playing. Let me go tell them to turn it down. But it's not like, Hey, they are too loud. I've had patrons complain or there's a business meeting going on upstairs. Maybe they're, the band is, you know, it's like, it's not, it's never that because I know when we start off, we're super quiet. It's just, uh, it's, it's like, a a like a knee jerk reaction. Drives me nuts. Yeah, that's frustrating. Dude. All right, I, so... I bet she just does that every, like, every set or something. She probably has, like, a system. A she system, does yeah. every band. She just goes up every set to be like, can you guys keep it down just you, you so know, that they don't get too loud? What I want to do <laughs> is go, yeah, 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 we'll turn it down and not do anything. Just touch the... Just put our hand on the, the mixer. Yeah, do the sound guy special. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Can go. I get more of me in my monitor? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, yeah. It's great, <laughs> don't, great. Don't Sounds great. Anything. Yeah. And so I, I know that because I've, I've, I've seen her, like I've, I know we're playing louder or like the same volume we were, and she'll walk by and give me a thumbs up like, yeah, it sounds much better. I'm like, we didn't adjust anything, Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. That's why I know you don't know what you're talking about. Um, you, you're, oh my gosh, nothing irritates me more, more than people who are in a position where they think that they know what, they're they're the authority of what we do 
when you don't know anything about what we do, you know, and I don't know, I'm not claiming to know what you do. I'm just saying, I understand if we are actually too loud, then that's fine. We'll turn it down. But I know 90% of the time we aren't too loud. You're just telling us what to do because you're in a position of authority. Yeah. Beat it. Beat it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I have one more pertaining to Eddie V's. Quickly, quickly. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Other beef is with these fools that come into Eddie V's. I know I talk about them more than anybody. Fools touching my symbols, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So my lady touched my symbols yesterday and I was ready to freaking tackle her. <laughs> tapping on him as she walks by. I'm touched, like looking at her, like stop. <laughs> and then she's tapping with her nails. Like, I'm not going to get on that. It just makes my skin crawl. I get so mad. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Last week, uh, Marcel, Marcel was there and they were having like a memorial thing for this guy that was a regular there that in like all his friends were there. They're having like kind of a little memorial or whatever, mm. a wake or something. And so um, there's a ton of people there and then they wanted to start giving speeches. Well, they stand up on one of the booths and they're like, whatever his name is was. And then, they're like, can we get a microphone? So, so Marcel is like, yeah, trying to be a nice guy. This guy just died. Is all his friends? Is it, so he gives him his personal cordless microphone. Please tell him he didn't drop it on no, the floor. No, 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 no. Okay. It wasn't that kind of party. So first guy gives a speech, and then the second guy gives a speech. The third guy comes up and starts blowing into the microphone. Like, and like, it's like. What? Yeah exploding the system i mean it just sounds horrible that's marcel, bad for a microphone too. yeah you can't do that yeah marcel like yells don't do that the guy does it again stop doing that and then he just starts yeah so-and-so was such a great friend of mine and blah blah and like marcel is beside himself pissed off beside oh, himself like and I've he, never seen him pissed. No, he he goes up to I don't know if you know Polly, but she's one of the girl like one of the waitresses. She's like our favorite like server there, um, and uh, she's like, he goes, go and get my effing microphone, <laughs> and she's like, what's the problem? And he's like, they're not allowed to use it anymore, and he's just pissed. And she's like, okay, well, like it's kind of hard to do. They're in the middle of a speech. He's like, I don't give a f. Go get it right now. He's like, they're done using it. He's like. If these freaking morons knew how to use a microphone, then they can use it. He's like, that's my personal mi- microphone. And they can't use it anymore. Yeah. And um, she's like, okay, well, you can calm down a little bit. He's like, I don't care. Like, go get it, you know? And so they're like, we'll give it back after the speech. And so they, they gave it back. But then they were like, kind of like, this is like after like five stinking speeches. So come on, just like, let's like lighten it up in here. You know, no offense. Not, not trying to be insensitive about their friend, but you know, it's, it's, it's becoming too much. You're taking over a restaurant. There's other people here, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, anyways, um, that, so he's like, now I understand where you're coming from with your symbols. Now I get it. <laughs> you know, like that, he's like, that sent me over. And I said, that's the same way I feel. People don't know what they're doing and they think they do. And they're, Oh, cute. It's drums. They're toys. Obviously let me touch them. Bippity pop, bippity boop. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a microphone to see what it's, if it's working, you obviously hit it or you blow into it, your personal microphone. And I'm like, look, you want to touch these drums? They're not my drums. So have at it. But those are my symbols. And I don't like you touching them. 
I don't give you permission to do that. You don't give them permission to use your microphone like that. So you have every right to say you're not allowed to use it anymore. Okay, well, that isn't even my soapbox. My soapbox is about these morons that come in and especially with Lily, for some reason, these people like take liberties with her, go up and sing in her microphone. Like there's a guy, this drunk, rich moron trying like he was, he was obviously had too much to drink. Every time she would start singing, he would go up behind her and like basically like move his head into her position of where her microphone is and start singing into the mic. Ew. Yeah. And she's like, excuse me. Like she's playing piano, singing beautifully. And then he comes in and is like, blinded by the light. Like, I don't know if we're playing that song, but like, (laughs) he's like singing songs like that. Like, oh yeah, I love this song. And then he just goes up, moves his head into the position and is just like, yeah, singing. And she's like, stop doing that. Like, dude, she has some funny lines, man. So this guy, (coughs) we start singing that Dido song. Whatever that song is, you know, Uh the Eminem sampled. And there's this guy, another drunk moron sitting like right at the, the, the stool right next to the piano. And, um, he's just like mouthing off to Lily the whole time. Oh, you play this song, play that song, blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, she just takes it in stride and normally does it. But she's like, he's like, she starts playing that song. He's like, Oh, I love this song. Oh man. And then while she's singing, he's like, can I do the Eminem part? And she, she's like, yeah, you can do the Eminem part in your head from your seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he felt so dumb, dude. And like, she just didn't skip a beat, just started singing again. Like, And I'm just like, dude, that was such a great line. That was so perfect. In your head from your seat. <laughs> from your seat. Um, and so like last night, these ladies were there. Now they, they were working their way up to being the people that I thought they were going to be, but they ended up not. They ended up being very nice. I can't handle it when people keep yelling out requests. This lady was obnoxious, obnoxious. Play Barbara Streisand, play Elton John. Wait, play this, this was that at Eddie V's in La Jolla. La Jolla? Yeah. Let me guess. Ray Charles. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Ray Charles or take five. Everybody. There's, a, there's like a giant picture yeah. of Ray Charles right behind the piano. Always. Always. So, like, I think I've only done it a few times, but every time yeah. someone says something by Ray Charles. Yes. <laughs> I cannot handle I cannot handle when people, people always, they come there and they're like, oh, jazz. And they don't know any jazz. So they go, can you guys play any Miles Davis? And we're like, well, none of us are playing trumpet. But I'm guessing that you have no idea that Miles Davis plays trumpet. So we play like, we're like, what can we play? And then we're like, we could play anything. Like, okay, well, let's play like, I don't know, uh, something. I don't even know. They wouldn't even know if it's a Miles Davis song or not. Name, name a Miles Davis song that you would like us to play. Go ahead. I'll give you some time. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? They're going to look at their phone and be like, shoot, what is a Miles Davis song? Uh, do you guys know, uh, uh, I don't know, a Breezin? We're like, that's not Miles Davis, stupid. <laughs> you know, but he did a lot of covers in the 80s, so I guess we'll do it. You know, it's like, you guys are stupid. Everybody says that, or everybody says, can you play Take Five? That's the only jazz song people know. Ugh. And we're like, again, we're not horn players. <sighs> so I guess we'll just sing the melody of this song. And we normally do a few bars of it and be like, that's all we know. Thank you. And it's like, dude, stop. 
Stop. Don't act like you know jazz because you can come in and just say, oh, can you guys please take five? I cannot tell you how often that happens. <laughs> Every Bart person, hey, do you guys know take five? It's like, do you know anything else but that? Stupid. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's half of this. Stop saying that. Two, stop requesting songs if you're not going to throw something in the tip jar. I yeah. cannot handle when people are like, you play their song, and then they're like, play this. And then you play that song, and they're like, play that. This lady was like giving us a list. Like Karen Carpenter, Elton John, um, like Carly Simon. Uh, and she's just like, well, why don't you guys play some more Barbara Streisand? And we're just like, dude, we are, dude. And you haven't put anything into our tip jar. So now I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. Stop asking for something when you're not giving us something in return. Well, it ended up she and her friends did. But, dude, make a request, put the money in, and then don't request anymore. Yeah. You got your request. This isn't your playlist, and I'm not an iPod. Yeah. Okay? So stop requesting so many things. Just request your song. Dude, if you're ever in a bar and the band is killing it and you love it, request a song. That's fine. Put a tip in and don't request anymore and thank them for doing your song. Yeah. But don't go up there and say, play this, play that, play this, play that. Cause guess what? Nine times out of 10, not everybody in a stinking restaurant wants to hear your playlist. Yeah. And the band probably doesn't know it. We're stretching out here trying to freaking play Carly Simon, you Mm. know, when it's supposed to be a jazz club and you're not going to tip us. Get over yourself. Dude, request a song, drop a tip in, and not a dollar. Don't ask us to play Carly Simon and then play, put $1 in there when there's three musicians. How are we going to split that up? Yeah, that's what you give a bartender for opening a bottle. Yes, exactly. It takes like all of two seconds. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Dude, we're not, we're not an iPod. Go in your car and listen to it on Spotify. But stop it. And <laughs> stop requesting takes five and Miles Davis, unless there's a trumpet player there. And know what Miles Davis song you want to hear, Dumbo. Yeah. Gosh dang it, these people get me mad. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <sighs> All right, Phil, that's it. That's my Eddie V soapbox. Can nice. I sing the Eminem part? Yeah, sure you can. In your head, from your seat. That is a good line. It's a solid line. It's great. Um, I think that's it. been a long episode of me talking you had a lot to say got a lot to say today you gotta figure out this camera i've got a busy stinking day hold on Phil. uh i got a busy day today <coughs> i'm just gonna turn that phone on but forget it uh now i got lessons coming in phil can you wait a second sorry man i do gotta get some off my phone I got one more. I ain't trying to hear that right now. One of my students and his freaking mom, and you know who I'm talking about, Phil. I am mad at you. Oh, no. For recommending this student. I'm not mad at you. I appreciate you recommending this student, but I know why you ditched this student, Phil. I didn't ditch him. <laughs> I was happy working Let's with him. Let's just say it's safe to say that Phil dropped this student for a reason hey you're the one that re- they originally wanted you and you sent them to me because i would have like known not teaching i'm about to recommend them to school of rock 
because I've had enough of these fools. <laughs> this kid is so great, man. He, he is. is so cute. He is so, he's just such a great kid, man. He's so well-behaved. He loves drums. His mom is, kill, is losing it for him. She's killing it, like in a bad way. Mm. I've already had a conversation with her that you can't bail on your lesson like an hour before, a few minutes before, like the day of, you got to like, give me more time than that because there's other students or there's other things that I have to schedule in time, in time of your, your time slot, whatever. So please don't do that. If you know you're not going to make it, if you're not feeling well, at least send me a text in the morning and saying, Hey, I'm not feeling well. You know, we're not, we're probably not going to make it. We need to reschedule. I'm normally per dude. I'm pretty reasonable about it, but at the very least, man, you gotta, you gotta pay. You gotta like, you can't do that. I've already had a conversation with her about this. You got to give me more notice. You just got to, you know, I have a, I'm, I don't, I don't know what you think. And I'm, I'm, I feel like being like, look, I don't know what Phil did with you guys, but this is different. I'm not Phil. I'm me. And I try to keep a, a professional standard for my studio. That's it. And all my other students have no problem with that. So when I signed her on, when I signed them on for my lessons, I said, all of my students pay monthly. We don't do individual lessons. If we do, that costs more. So everybody does monthly. And here's what I charge for that. And I said, so if you guys want to do a 30 minute lesson, here's what I charge for that. You have to pay monthly though, four lessons in advance. That way I'm covered if you don't show up. That didn't happen. She goes, okay, cool. And then after that lesson, she gave me money for that individual lesson. Well, I let it slide, but I do charge more for individual lessons that aren't paid monthly. Mm -hmm. So that was already one slide. Two, I would say 60% of the time, more than half of the time, they don't show up. And I always say, or they show up late, and I don't play that. I stick to my schedule. If you show up 15 minutes late, we're going to have a 15-minute lesson on a 30-minute lesson. Sorry, but I have things I have to do today, and that's all work-related. I don't have time. My time is very valuable. Uh, if you don't show up, I'm supposed to get my money still from you, mm -hmm. hence the monthly. Yeah. Well, there's been a couple times where she's like, should I just still pay you? And I let it slide because, hey, you have little kids, and you're, you're, you have bad health, and I feel bad and I want to, you know, I really like teaching your son and, you know, I think he's a well, a good kid and well-behaved and all that stuff. So I'm like, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, but then it happens again. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll let it slide this time. We'll just reschedule. Well, it keeps happening. It's, this isn't like, okay, third time's a charm. This is like fifth or sixth time. I'm like, dude, now we're, we've gotten to where you're not even asking if you should still pay me. You're just, oh, sorry, we can't make it. And that's it. And so I'm like, so this week, it, I was scheduled Friday, 4.30. And I was like, waiting, sitting here. Tons of things, dude. The list of things I had to do was just crazy on Friday. <sighs> Get a text. They're scheduled at 4.30. I got a text at 4.06. Mm. Not going to make it today. The weather's crazy. We got family in town. Oof. And I'm like. That's not cool. You're kidding. And so, dude, I've been like 
it's not even like an angry thing. It's just like, I got to handle this. And so I'm like, I didn't respond. Just let it go. And they're going to be getting an email from, from, I don't know, me. (laughs) I don't know what version of me, but I'm going to be, I'm not going to be unprofessional. I'm going to be very like, you know, cordial, but I'm not teaching him anymore unless they pay in advance monthly. Or if they want me to secure that date, then it has to be, Hey, are you available this time? Yes, I'm available that time. Payment needs to be, uh, given right then and there. Mm -hmm. If you don't give the payment, the door will be locked and I won't be here or I will be in here, but the lights will be off and the door will be locked. (laughs) Mm. You know? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm sorry. That's the way it is. And if you don't like it, school of rock is in the same parking lot. And guess what though? You don't show up with them. They get their money. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I don't know what you think this is, dude, but like, this isn't like, this isn't some like cheese, cheese ball, like school, dude. We have a professional studio here that I'm like teaching your son at, and he's learning fundamentals. He's learning real stuff. He's not just in here banging on stuff, dude. So no, I have a professional standard, dude. And you're not an exception. Everybody else that comes in the studio has to abide by those standards. That's it. You want to get lessons with me? This is what it, this is what it takes. I'm I'm sorry. You know, I'm not asking for too much. I'm pretty reasonable. And my pricing is not outrageous. It's very fair. So stop with that. I know stuff happens. I know, but there's consequences. That's it. If you don't make it, you know, to an appointment, it's like you lose that appointment or you, you know, you have to pay. So it's not my fault that I was here. I fulfilled my end of the deal. I was ready to go, ready for your lesson. That's yeah. not my fault. You got to put your foot down. Exactly. So, yeah. So that is going to be happening. If I can have, find a moment today to send an email, that's going to be getting sent today. Um, and yeah. she's, she's sorry. very, sorry. It's such a hassle. That's all right. She's, she's, she's very defensive with me. So she's like, last time I had that conversation, every time she would book a lesson, every time she'd have to cancel, she's like, is this enough time? I don't want you to be mad at us. I'm like, dude, this isn't a mad thing. This is like maintaining a standard professional standard in my school. That's it. It has nothing to do with being mad that you canceled things come up. I understand, but like I get paid for this. You know, I don't do this for fun. So, um, yeah, I, enough is enough. That's the last time it's going to happen. You know, I, I would not care if I was still getting paid for that lesson, but I don't like scheduling things in my day and taking time in my busy day to be here for you to just blow it off because the weather's bad. I don't yeah. think so, dude. No. I ain't trying to hear that <laughs> right now. That sucks. That's why I hate teaching, dude. Like I love, I love teaching. But I cannot stand these, you know, sometimes the greatest kids have the worst parents, you know, not yeah. saying that she's the worst parent. I'm just saying like, sometimes this is the way it is. I learned that at school of rock when, you know, these, 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 some of these students, their parents are the ones that are causing them to be losers, you know? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not this situation. This situation is different because they, they have, they have, um, some, you know, I don't know. I mean, life, life happens sometimes, dude. But if the tables were turned and I was just five minutes before their lesson or 15, 20 minutes before their lesson, I'm like, can't make it today. Sorry. Weather's bad. They're already on their way here. That's not cool. I can't, I can't do that. You know, it's on my website. It says the lessons are required 48 hours cancellation. 
None of my students cancel ever. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's all. I got those things off my chest. Need to talk about it, Phil. I gotta figure out this camera, dude. It's stressing me out. I want to use it so bad. It's so beautiful. Um, All right, I gotta go to my lessons, and then I gotta go to my gigs, so... I'm going to film it all on a vlog on my phone. Maybe I'm just going to go get a GoPro Max. Oh, man. Scary thought that. Funky Phil, thank you so much for uh, hanging out today. Thank you for letting me talk the whole episode. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this show the whole year. We do have a few more episodes to finish this year out. Um, and they're on the schedule. Sorry we didn't have a guest this week, but, you know, it's all good. He'll come on later. Anyways, uh, Drum Brigade Podcast, Corey Kingston, Funky Phil, DrumBrigade.com. Oh, yeah. Episode 65. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell. My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on a spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's, it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on any decision to do with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been. Kirky B, Kirk Biscara. So I use his sticks. I go in there and play that song, The Bird, and um, oh Jungle Love. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Timbo from Kino. Tim Baltes. I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I, had, I, I ate like two pounds of asparagus this morning. <laughs> and it was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him. So he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. Oh. <laughs> My pee smelled like nuclear waste, all right? <laughs> Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed for him, you know, I don't, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, like, defend myself right now. Yeah. That, that where the whole world just kind of turns into a laser beam. That that was like three hours of the show. Like, I, <laughs> thought I, was, I was in, like, a fight with Broadway for, wow. like, three hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. Mark DiCiani. <laughs> that single sentence or two started me on the path over the last 10-12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience, neurology, cognitive psychology, genetics, brain lateralization, brain plasticity, because the way that we as drummers develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills. And so our brains, our nervous systems, our bodies work the same way. Tosh the drummer. 
guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> three drum solos. Oh, my gosh. I, I, we opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And... We, and then the right before the encore, we did. I did like a like a five minute drum solo, dude. And he never once. This is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything. I showed up and I played. I didn't like. They told me they were like, "Don't learn the music exact because we're gonna change it." Uh-huh. And that's kind of what they did. They like they changed it, and I played along, and I just figured it out. And like they never once critiqued anything I did. Tim Fig Newton. I play a lot of doubles and singles, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can, you know, kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want. I, I gravitate towards like weird sounding patterns and, and, and things that aren't normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, people always come up to me and they're like, oh, your approach is so different. Like, how do you think to phrase these, these things like that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I hear. It's just. You know, that's what comes out. Fredo Ortiz. So he shows me some licks, and he's like, you'll be all right, man. It's just like, do your thing. He's like, it's actually, it's like you're going to get to be free to do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like they're asking you to, like, you know, do anything specific, because all the music you're doing is pretty much, you know, just Latin jazz, like improv, and, right. and jamming, and just, you know, keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and, and I took that, and, and totally did not have to apply any of that when the first show came about which was uh australia and i think melbourne so the the, the first tour like straight sent me to australia for like three weeks for (laughs) another two weeks in in eastern asia so that was my first time out of the country doing music you know i mean besides um Yeska, like Yeska went to Finland and stuff, but okay. this was like seriously like my first time. And with the DC Boys, and they were headlining. Oh my this god! Festival. <laughs> That's awesome. 